Oh, do I have to have a lineup? A Yam Honor 9 with the Saints, plus a closer look at the fantasy prospects of the Bears' skill position players. All that, plus main event 7th place team Jared Grugit and 3rd place team Kevin O'Connor on a special 90-minute episode. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. You want to see my girl? I ain't that dumb. You want to see my girl? Check Maxim. Man, why does every black actor gotta rap some? I don't know. All I know is I'm the best one. It's a combine. I'm burning everything you Rapper dudes talk, talk, start killing. That got boomed like an arch villain. Oh, Broadcast fuck. live and heard around the world. You are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Oh, my cousin, now he can't even think straight. Black and white music, now that's a mixtape. Thank you, Rob. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special 90-minute November 13th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com, live from the Gatorade Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by Zephyr Hats. Since 1993, Zephyr Hats has been the home of original snapbacks and authentic fitteds. Zephyr Hats has the most recognized and unique college hats and is the official hat of hockey from the Pee Wees to the NHL. Check out all the hats at Zephyr Hats and be different at zhats.com. Greetings and salutations to all the Balkaholics and Gerzak and Addicts. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak, in the Gatorade Studios tonight. We are going to talk about why you need to be concerned about Marshawn Lynch, why you need to be concerned about Emmanuel Sanders, and why you need to be concerned with John Brown. Plus, Jared Grugit and Kevin O'Connor share some science on why their teams are both in the main event top 10 this late in the season in a jam-packed 90-minute episode. Dave, officially, now, because we had some technical difficulties last week, officially, this is like the first show you've done in four weeks. How rusty do you feel? Uh, I, I feel all right. Show, show, yeah, you're doing very good. Show, show listener Josh Ratzak <clears throat> yes. uh, tweeted out that you're going to have some Geno Smith like rust tonight. Yeah, I'm going to have to kind of get back into it, Bulky. I just hope. I think I got it, man. Don't worry about it. You know, if we're the Jets quarterbacks and I'm Fitzpatrick, it means we're both going to be playing hurt here shortly. The show isn't all that hard to do. You just, you know, act like an idiot. Well, that's what I do. I, oh. you're, you're the one who brings the professionalism to the show. That's right. I bring the good advice. You do do that. Uh, shout out to the chat room right now. Uh, feel free to post any questions you might have in there. Nine Route, Jay Berg, amongst others, hanging out. However, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can do so at HSFF Hour, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak. You can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. And if you want to chime in and talk with us tonight, 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. You can also email the show at the FedEx inbox at highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, for Jared, for Kevin, now's the time to send them. Uh, Bryce, our audio engineer, and Rob, our producer and mutual friend, will do their best to get all those questions to us in the fantasy uh, feedback segment uh, you know, later Bryce on in the show. Bryce has been talking to me lately. Kind of annoyed. Why is that? No, he hasn't been as talkative as normal. Well, you know, he's a busy guy. It's not like he's uh, just farting around back there. Well, you know, just Rob is friendlier. Yeah, Rob is uh, friendlier. There's there's uh, no doubt uh, about that. Uh, just as a 
kind of a forewarning tonight on how the show is going to be structured. Mm, I'm interested. We have a 90-minute show tonight because of last week. So basically, the first half hour, we're going to talk to Jared Grugit, who uh, is in seventh place in the FFPC main event. We're going to talk to uh, him uh, shortly about, uh, he changed his draft strategy, Dave. He changed his waiver strategy this year. I don't uh, really care about any of that. No, in his second year in the I, FFPC. He was in Hawaii. I love Well, Hawaii. I know. You want to talk to him all about I'm Hawaii, and that's about Hawaii. But the listeners want to find out, like, hey, what did he change that now he's achieving this massive success so far? So what are we going to talk to him about? So we're going to talk to him about Hawaii and nothing no, no, else. I know. Yes, I know that. The, uh, amongst other after stuff. The, after the great estate, in, the greatest state in the nation. Talk about, talk about that. We're going to talk about Jeremy Lankford. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Colts. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff with Jared. All okay. Right. Then we'll go kind of some news uh, notes that I'm you need. I'm going to ask him for his name if he's annoyed that that Jared guy from Subway is now turned into the, you know, because it. Jared's kind of a unique name, and we know a Jared that attends bar at the Stone yeah. Road. We always made, like, Jared jokes about Subway. So now this Jared guy's like a you know, pedophile, so it's a problem. So yeah. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, uh, accused, more, more, accused pedophile. Right, no, he totally is. So I'm, I'm gonna, uh, he I'm, totally is accused, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to have to ask him if it bothers him. It's, a, it's another stupid question that has nothing to do with fans. Which is pretty much what this show specializes in. And I know he's on hold right now. So right, sure we're going to get him on. We're listening gonna, to how bad yeah, I am. Exactly. This is going to be the worst interview ever. This is going to be the best interview ever. Uh, we're going to get into some news and notes, some starter sits uh, coming up right after that. And then we're going to talk to uh, uh, Kevin, o- uh, Kevin uh, O'Connor coming up after that, third oh, place in the main event. The Irishman? And uh, I don't know, but you can ask him. <laughs> uh, and then we'll get into some uh, HSFFH, FFPC, DFS, FCLA. Did that, did not even look at the sheet. Wow, that's you Thank really, you very much. You, you're kind of dialed in on that. Get into that, and we're going to do some emails, and that'll be the show tonight. Great. Excited? Yeah. All right. Let's bring on uh, tonight's first guest, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he, this is his second year participating in the uh, FFPC after initially competing in the FFPC for one successful season. After that, he was hooked. He and five friends head to Vegas annually to participate in the FFPC and some general dude time. <laughs> Most importantly, in his second FFPC season, he has solidified his draft strategy and waiver approach. And that has all helped him move to seventh place in the FPC main event. Please welcome onto the show, Mr. Jared Gruget. Aloha, Jared. Hey, aloha, guys. How you doing? We're great. We're doing very well. I want to apologize for all the technical difficulties we had last week and want to thank you for coming on again this week. Very excited to have you on, Jared. So my apologies. Thank you and welcome. No problem. Thanks for... Uh bring me on the show and I'm ready for all the questions uh, that don't have to do with football either. It sounds like I've got a lot of them coming my way. Yeah. They normally come to Dave. So I'll, I'll t- tell you what, Dave, you can t- handle the first one and then we'll just sort of <laughs> ease in like, like an old man into a bath. We'll ease into the fantasy discussion. Later right, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Go ahead. So, I mean, you probably were already previously annoyed by this subway Jared guy that you didn't like. And now you have this guy who's like a, an accused, I have to put that in quotes, pedophile, in case he sues us from the jail. So just just so I understand, we're opening the show with a pedophile question. Yeah, pedophile, yeah, Got so it. Okay. Does it. Does it bother you even more now with this guy? Well, hey, man, I got to tell you, I'm pretty fortunate. Uh, most of the people who know me call me JT. So oh, uh, I'm very fortunate about that. But I will say that between uh, Jared from Subway and Jared the Jeweler, yeah, that, that definitely <laughs> some uh, poor use of my uh, supposed to be somewhat unique name. Yeah, exactly. You know, it is a unique name, and I didn't because uh, one of my brothers is na- Jared. My one of my brothers is named Jared. So growing up, I always, you know, I, I thought it was familiar until I started like meeting people, and uh, you know, I realized there's not really that many Jareds around. No, like exactly. it, it is a pretty unique name. Uh, it's a cool name. Don't let them, you know, screw it up. Exactly. Well, Jared, well, hey, I we, gotta tell you guys. 
I got to tell you guys really quick is I actually met the Jared from Subway when I was just out of college at a nightclub. He was there uh, partying. We all know his little history of where he went. And let's just say he's uh, he's pretty much everything you would expect. Oh, no. <laughs> he is, uh, he's, he's, an, he's an unpopular dude. Let's put it that way. Oh, oh my no. God. So, I mean, we literally could do the whole show on that, day, but let's let's move past it. Uh, let's, let's not tear down Jared from Subway's good name any further. Yeah. it's. I, I mean, like, we'd almost be building it up if we tore it down any further. Uh, Jared, you uh, you live in Hawaii. We know that. What do you do uh, What do you do for a living out there? Uh, I am the president and chief marketing officer for a telecommunications company, an internet service provider called HDT. HDT, Dave. I've heard nothing but good things about them on the internet. <laughs> you know, I don't, but isn't that good? That's Hawaii Data and Telecom. But is that serious? Oh, yeah. I don't know. What is it? It's, What's it's it? close. What is it? He's close. It's it Hawaii Dialogics Telecom. Oh, there yeah, you go. See, I, I got two or three, Valky. I would say this. I, I hear a lot of bad stuff on the internet about, you know, like Time Warner and uh, Comcast and um, AT&T. Never heard anything bad about HDT. Yeah. So that's that's good. That's why well, guys you know, like us exist. Yeah, we just probably like Hawaiian Airlines, like one of the most popular airlines in the world. Nary a bad word is said about. How them. did you guys lay all that all that uh, you know, all that copper into the ocean? <laughs> See that that that's a good question, but we we actually don't uh, we don't deal in copper, so we focus on fiber and all the the super fast stuff. So that that's that's a little old school for HDT. Yeah, good point. Copper that's that's the stuff that people steal out of houses when they're trying to get built. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> You had the foresight to get uh, Jeremy Langford for just a dollar before the uh, Matt Forte injury. So Forte misses more time, which is possible this week. Uh, can we expect more of the same great performances from Langford that we had uh, last week? I think so. I think uh, Chicago's offense is so uh, running back dependent, both in the running game and the passing game. And I think Langford proved, uh, you know, on Monday night football that he was up for the challenge and they really liked him coming out of school. And, you know, last time Matt Forte had an MCL injury, he was actually out for the last four games of the season. So, you know, here's to hoping that a dollar can get us a, a little more than two football games. Hey, let me ask you something, Jared, just to kind of put this in perspective with Langford. Let me throw uh, some uh, would-you-rathers uh, as far as starts go this week. Uh, because these are these are players that, that FFPC players will have to decide, or, you know, many of them are are deciding between for starting lineups this week. Um, if you have Langford, uh, who's at the Rams, and uh, TJ Yeldon, who's at the Ravens, and you can only play one, who would you play between those two? I got to tell you, I'd play Langford just because of his involvement in the passing game. You know, Yeldon's been a little beat up, but he has been playing better. But I think Chicago's offense is really starting to click. And it comes down to if Alshon Jeffrey plays. You know, he's questionable with a, uh, with a growing injury. And if he plays, I think Lang- Langford's a good play. If he doesn't, I think that uh, St. Louis really stacks the box, and then you turn to a guy like Yeldon. Uh, what about if you have the decision between Langford at the Rams or James Starks at home against the Detroit Lions and you can only play one? Which one are you playing between Langford and Starks? I take Langford, and the reason why, a lot of the stuff I've been reading, and I think they're really trying to light a fire under Eddie Lacy. And although James Starks gets the ceremonial start, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a 50-50 split. Very interesting. And you know Lacey what? He is questionable, though, right? I, he is, but, I mean, he, I mean they, he's, not, he's, like, he's like, quote, unquote, questionable. You know what? They still fully expect him to go. So. Like they're, 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 he's going to have to do the weigh-in like Ronda Rousey on Saturday morning. Like, hey, how fat are you? I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. 250. <laughs> eh, we're going to bench you. There's no way that they could do a weigh-in for Lacey right now. 
for two reasons. One, there's not a scale big enough. And two, there's no limit that they can set where he would pass it. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're under 290, Eddie... You're active. We gotta, we gotta okay, can we up that a little we gotta, bit? We gotta find that fat picture of Lacey. Remember his rookie yeah. year heading into the year? He would need like some sort of like New England Patriots, you know, deflate gate scale manipulation in order for him to pass any kind of weigh in on Sunday. If that's what they're gonna do, uh, if that's gonna be the decider if he's if he's active or not. Anyway, Jared, let's talk about your seventh place team in the main event. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, I'm just I'm just getting these questions in order here, but I'll keep making sure I'm not missing anything. No, you're not. You're not. It's uh, so fun, uh, you know, being back on the air. Well, I'm <laughs> Yes, I, I just can't get through the schedule right anymore. Calm down, okay? Uh, next, next time, cut the pills in half, okay? Uh, the team that's in seventh place, Jared, in the main event uh, has really set itself apart from your other two main event teams. What what has gone really well for this team that maybe went a different way on the other two teams? Well, with the other two teams, to uh, tell you guys, you know, we go out there as a group of guys, and uh, I put in all the teams, and we actually let those two teams – kind of run with autonomy uh my buddies run those teams and and we really don't talk too much uh about them i mean we do a little bit uh but they really uh i have two sets of buddies who run those other two teams so for our team i think it was i'm sorry to interrupt but so you guys don't do uh like the waivers are all done independently of one another kind of right yeah exactly so the two so we have three total teams and those two teams are drafted and waivers are run uh, completely independently from the from the seventh place team. Oh, interesting. Oh, so, so, so there were those guys don't deserve any. Yeah, I was, <laughs> just to just to make this. Clear, oh no, right? I see that. But you know what? It's uh, it's a blast, man. We get out there in Vegas. We do the live draft. We, we've got six of us now. I keep trying to push more teams on the guys, but uh, um, no, I mean everybody puts in their input. It's just that. Uh, you know the guys who uh, run the teams have the final say, and whether they agree with you or not, you uh, they make the call, and and we try to help each other. But you know some guys participate a little more than others. Let's put it that way. So is it fair to assume that you guys like talk crap to each other? Like I'm assuming you're talking crap to all those guys all the time right now, right? Oh man, see that's what's tough. You know you you want them to like help you, right? You want them to help <laughs> you win, so uh, you you can't. You can't uh, you can't burn your bridge too bad, you know. Especially since both those teams are out of it, you know. You want you want the guys to be you know excited about uh, what's to come and and uh, you know get their input. So now we kind of you know treat it like we've got you know one team left in the race, right? It's your ba- it's your baby now. Yeah, it's it's not unlike yeah, the so consortium. I, mean, I was gonna say any input they give, you know, I'm all ears, man, because we're, we're kind of you know all in it together, right? It, definitely. Uh, and it's not, Jared, it's not uh, unlike uh, the consortium, the Kentucky consortium that we have um, with, with myself and, and you and, and Kurt and Leroy. Um, and the group text that we have going on was incessant this past off season because I was the only one who did not bring home a trophy last year. So it was all this smack talk. Balky sucks. The trophies are a good he, four or five he, inches tall. He, he has his own show, and he's a moron. He doesn't know what he's talking about. This is all in the group text. And then privately, I, I'm texting July. Hey, uh, what do you think about Giovanni Bernardi this year, Balky? <laughs> I really want to know your opinion on, on, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're asking you all this advice. Yeah. Which and, you're, is, and you're like, I'm not telling those guys No, crap. I tell them. I tell them because, you know, it takes a big man to, <laughs> to privately text me and ask me a question after talking all this smack about me in the group text. Yes, oh man, oh man, check this out. So our first year, you know, first year in, I uh man, I fell for Monty Ball, right? And we all know how that worked out last year. And I uh, had a Balky had a had team where <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly had so what many mean, injuries Jared. that it was no no problem. There's so many injuries it was hard to field a team and 
let's just say that uh, even though uh, the team right now is in seventh place, I have not stopped hearing about Moneyball. So <laughs> it, it, it goes strong. Yeah, you can't live down Moneyball, Balky. Yeah, I never will. It, it, taking him in like the fifth round of our dynasty startup, that was just another genius decision I made in that. So, Jared, let's <laughs> talk about a player much more talented than Monte Ball, and that's Matt Hasselbeck. That's the only time that segue has ever been used in any fantasy football <laughs> podcast ever. So well, people... You know what? I do have to say this. Matt Hasselbeck's 40 years old. He's in the league, and Moneyball's already out of the league. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> no exactly, Balky. Great point. Can't disagree with it. Uh, so do you think players can actually feel okay about starting anyone from Indianapolis, like the T.Y. Hilton's of the world? Well, you know, we have T.Y. Hilton, you know, so I have him on the seventh-place team, and and uh, he's put up, you know, decent numbers with, with Hasselbeck's at quarterback, but it really, it really uh, you know, it really takes a hit for their offense. You know, it's uh, the, the guys that, that can be studs, you know, or, or, you know, still have the – the ability to be studs, you know, Hilton can break big plays, but you know, guys like Moncrief and any of the tight ends and even their running game, it's, uh, it's going to be tough for him. Jared Grugat is our first guest tonight on the high stakes fantasy football hour, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak talking to the seventh place owner in the FFPC main event heading into week 10. And Jared, when you drafted those main event teams, did you guys uh, discuss like a specific strategy that you wanted to execute on all of them, or maybe you would try out different strategies on, you know, different teams um, besides obviously just scooping up the value as it came to you? Uh, yeah, definitely. So the, you know, the strategy for, for um, this team was, you know, really the zero running back strategy combined with, uh, you know, receivers, uh, no matter number one or number two, or sometimes even number three receivers on high octane offenses. You know, so often you get caught up in just taking the value of, of all the different, you know, experts and pundits and, you know, the team still got to put up points. So, uh, you know, went really heavy running back mid- around middle of the draft and just tried to get high-scoring guys that were on uh, high-scoring teams and didn't really focus on guys like, you know, say like Vincent Jackson and, and Mike Evans. You know, we stayed away from those type of guys and really tried to, you know, try to get guys that could, uh, that, that, you know, really were, were going to get the ball in their hands uh, regardless of uh, the score of the game. Interesting. Well, I think that, that, I mean, that's a good point. I didn't even realize this, David, as long as Jared brought up Mike Evans. Did you see how many targets he had last week? 19. At 19 targets. I looked because he dropped so many of them. I couldn't understand I, how I, he only had 155. Yeah, he dropped six. I, I was, I, Amazing. I, I, yeah, six drop balls. I was blown. Oh, how do you drop six balls? And, and, and then he ended, he still ended up having a decent game. It was a great game. Without, if he had a touchdown, it would have been a phenomenal game. If he would have cut those drops in half, it would have been yeah. legendary. Yeah. Jared was going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jared. <laughs> oh no, no problem. I, you know, Evans. I uh, actually went with him in a, a you know DraftKings uh, last week because you knew he was going to get so many targets. So I mean, you could play these guys matchup to matchup, but I think you know as the season goes on, you know, you try to get get teams that you know are going to throw the football um, and uh, running backs that you know they're in it. They're in a battle. There's no clear starter, uh, but their offensive line is is solid, and you just. Uh, you know, you just hold on for running backs and you try to get high-scoring receivers. And I think you see it, you know, uh, Jamal Charles is out, Le'Veon Bell is out, Arian Foster is out. You go down the list and I just don't think running backs hold the value that they that they once did and, and we really changed that strategy going into that this year. You know what, we've, we talked about this, the whole, the, whatever, you know, what do we call that theory? The, what, zero running back? Zero running back theory. Yeah. Zero running back. 
Yeah, it's an, it, it was originally written on Rotoviz, and it's like an anti-fragile type strategy book. Have you ever read that book? The guy's name mm. is Talib, I think. No, but... Um, uh, they call it anti-fragile because it's like when things break, your team gets better, actually. Right. So it's really that, interesting. Uh, FFPC, uh, former guest of the show and player, uh, Jake Rickrode, on his Fantasy Game Theory podcast, they had a whole podcast about anti-fragility. There you go. Good stuff. Great. Let's Give it a listen. <laughs> so let's talk about Brandon LaFell. He's... Uh, yeah, what is, what yeah. Is this no, that's right. Fifth place team. Oh, no, sorry, seventh. You didn't update the date. That was not me. I, we've gone over this <laughs> several right, times. Right, that, right, is right. Not, that is not my fault. All right, Brandon LaFell, he's awesome. <laughs> so let's talk about him. <laughs> By the way, I was just looking at the over-under in this game. The over-under is 54.5, and, and the Patriots are favored by seven. So you've got to actually feel, be feeling pretty good about Brandon LaFell this week, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, LaFell, I can't remember. He was either our second to last or, or our last pick. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, wanted to hold on to him as long as I could and, and make sure that, uh, you know, he, you want any piece you can get of that New England offense, right? And LaFell, clear downfield threat. You saw it last week, had over 100 yards, would have had a long touchdown, but uh, Brady underthrew him and he had to come back and get the ball. But, I mean, that's just a bonus, right? He's just sitting out there and he's not on waivers and you're stashing him on your team. And, I drafted a couple guys like that. Um, another one is Devontae Parker from Miami, thinking that he could, you know, really come on, and he didn't, and, and thankfully LaFell did. Yeah, I, I think that's the way. And, and, Dave, I commented to you on this in in Kentucky after a couple of our main event drafts that I tend to, for whatever reason, in years past, those rounds 11 through 20 picks, I tend to draft guys that have some sort of role on the team. And then when you have some sort of role, you really, it's not a fantasy worthy role. You know what I mean? And this year I did many more dart throws, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's what pays off the Jeremy Lankfords, the D'Angelo Williams, that not so much D'Angelo. Well, no, I mean, well, to a certain Kurt, extent, Kurt and myself yeah. in the Kentucky DE drafted Sharkandrick West in the 28th round. And like three people are like, who is Sharkandrick West? Yeah. And now they know about Hey, let me ask you something. Did how much did you spend on Charkandrick West in the waiver wire before <laughs> before he got hurt? Because I don't I don't think we've heard that on this show like a dozen yeah. times yet. I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> so it may or may not have been ten dollars. It might have been around ten dollars. Okay, sounds great. Just wanted to get that out there. After we was officially, I mean, it's not that hard. You officially get elevated on the depth chart above Nile Davis. I mean, just pick the guy up. You're so smart, Jared. Let's talk about uh, all the money that you have left on this third place team. Now, I don't know exactly how much it's le- how much is left after last week. I know you had over or more than. Six hundred dollars uh, coming into the bidding process this uh, or last week. Um, is that normally your strategy to have that you know the better part of uh, of two thirds of your remaining budget um, left at this point in the season, or did you just come up short in a, in a couple of big bids on on some big name waiver wire players? Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we spent another a whopping two dollars you know going into this week and. Uh, definitely put some some waivers on some players. You know, really liked uh, James Starks. He was available in our league and missed out on him. And definitely went all in. You know, with six hundred and thirty nine dollars on D'Angelo Williams, it didn't get him. Um, so I mean, we went we went after guys for sure. Um, but you know, you, you know, you'll have a week where you know you you, you need a spot tight uh, or a spot starter tight end with Gronkowski's on by, and you try to pick up a Jacob Tammy, and and some guy goes in for three hundred bucks on him, right? So. Um, those are the things that, that, that I really don't do usually. I'll definitely try to pick up guys, but I have a hard time unless they're a clear-cut um, you know, starter, number one, that I know can help my team. 
uh, to go all in because at the end of the day, you know, we only have a couple weeks left in waivers and you look at Roethlisberger, you know, he's hurt. Uh, you know, you're hearing good things about him coming back, but, but if not, you know, to stay in this from a point perspective, uh, I'm going to have to add quite a few quarterbacks on my roster just to stream them uh, through the end of the season, you know, and try to stay in this thing. So, you know, I kind of like to, to really blow that money only when it, when it counts. And um, there's guys who will throw out just wild amounts uh, and they're usually the ones who end up with these guys. And you, I'm assuming you've read the main event rules, but let me just make sure that you're, that you're knowledgeable. But you know that you can use, you know, the four playoff teams, of which you're going to be one of them, are the only, mm-hmm. four player, well, only four teams that can still bid during those playoff weeks. So that, to you, will probably be a huge advantage. You can pretty much just grab whoever you want, don't you think? Well, yeah, no, exactly. And, and like I said, I mean, we went in 639 bucks on D'Angelo Williams, right? So, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, I don't want to spend the money, but, uh, you know, it's hard to... You know, even with Shikandrick West, you know, some people were, were putting in 600 plus dollars and, and, you know, that's tough that early in the season, right? I mean, when you're yeah, sitting in a position, yeah, when you're sitting in a position like we are, and, and, uh, and I say we because, you know, I'm, I'm always giving, you know, my buddies credits with us and we're, you know, making this together. Plus, I got to make sure they keep coming back to Vegas so we can hang out and party <laughs> a little bit, but... Um, no, it's, that's the thing is, uh, you know, when you get, when you're scoring as many points as, as, uh, you know, this team and you have as amount of the, you know, the amount of debt that this team has, it's hard to blow your entire balance so early knowing that a couple injuries and now you're, now you're really stuck. Right. So you just got to try to ride this out and see how many points you can score. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Let's talk about, uh, Kristen Michael. I want to call him Christine cause he's, not played very well so far, Balky. Oh, I mean, is it is it his fault? It's somebody's fault. You, they, that offensive line just wants to blo- to block for hardcore football players like Darren McFadden. So we're reaching for a question here, apparently, because you drafted <laughs> him on your pros versus Joe's team. Well, you know, you also picked him up for one hundred and three dollars a month ago on your big main event team. Okay, so now which, I, which now by I the way, the connection, for all the listeners out there, you can actually listen every year to the pros versus Joe's drafts right on this show. Yes, it's, it's one of our highest-rated broadcasts. You know, you make fun of that. It is. Those are the most downloaded shows we have every single year. That and those I, shows that I do by oh, myself. I just make fun of the fact that a, a blip may show up in the ring. If, if McFadden goes okay, down, does Mike, Mike will become a top 15 back? I'm sorry. We, we're the interrupters over here. I apologize. <laughs> no problem. I was going to say the pros versus Joes was a blast. Unfortunately, uh, you know, my team got wiped out uh, via injury, uh, most of it before week one was even over. Um, but, uh, it was definitely a blast and, and, uh, that, that's, I, I listened while, while I drafted and it was a great time. So you're right about that. It's a lot of fun. So at least you, at least you know how bad the show was already before you came on. Yeah. Yeah. Just coming in with the proper expectations <laughs> is a huge advantage for any guest on this show. Oh yeah. You guys just, uh, crushed my, uh, my, uh, multiple, uh, my three, uh, top receiver picks in a row, but, uh, <laughs> that sounds great. like something we would do. Ah, see, we were right. <laughs> you know what's funny though, Jared? If you would have called in during it, we would have had nothing but well, praise. Yeah, Balky just fawns over everyone like, who calls in. Oh yeah, yeah sorry about what we I've, said earlier. Yeah, you like uh, listen. I you know initially, Jared, I, I really didn't like those picks, but I'm just kind of looking at the way the draft unfolded here. <laughs> I think you really you knew what was going to happen. It was just a great job. Oh man, so terrible. <laughs> I got a I got. Calvin Johnson, Jordy Nelson, and Julian Edelman. And obviously Nelson didn't even make it to the season. And Johnson is uh, – Detroit's been terrible. And, uh, yeah, you guys, you, guys, you guys got into me pretty good for that. So that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we tend to do that for people. You who, know what's funny is we probably dogged the Edelman pick, and the Edelman pick has actually been fantastic. Well, we were both down on Edelman in, in the in, preseason. Incorrectly. Be- incorrectly, because we didn't know, like, how bad he was hurt. Because 
they they well, guard that injury information in yeah. New England. Like, yeah, why would Edelman be as good as he was the year before? But it had nothing to do with that. We didn't question his talent or his role. <laughs> we just questioned how his health. You know, that was that was the big problem that we had. We didn't get him anywhere this year. I don't think. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that definitely, you know, doing this FFPC, you, you learn that it's a very long season, right? I mean, even though it's only 11 weeks, if you've got a stud and, and he's going to miss a couple weeks like Le'Veon Bell did, I mean, you saw when Bell came back, you know, if you can, if you can manage the, the first two weeks of a storm and get a guy like that, it, it makes a world of difference. But at the end of the day, I kind of going back to the draft strategy that, that I was talking about is that, uh, you know, running backs in this league, they're, they're either in a timeshare or the main guys, they just, they just don't last anymore. I mean, it's just such a violent league with guys just bigger and faster than ever before. And, and, um, you know, I think it makes a big difference when you, when you kind of look at it from that perspective. Exactly. When it's a long season bulky and it's a very skill-based game. And if the New York attorney general is listening, just pay attention to that, my man. A couple of emails I want to get to here before, because we're running out of time with, uh, with Jared Grugat, the seventh place team in the FFPC main event. Uh, first email is Jeremy in Duck Hill, Mississippi. I have a tough SOS this week. Who would you rather play in the FFPC? Jimmy Graham at home against Arizona or Chris Johnson at the Seahawks? Uh, what say you, Jared? Um, uh, do you have a preference in, with FFPC scoring? Man, that is a, that is a, that is a very, very tough call. Um, you know, Seattle's coming out of the bye. Uh, they've got to find ways to get the ball in guys like Jimmy Graham and Tyler Lockett's hands because their offense just hasn't been good. Uh, but I got to tell you, I, I, I think uh, Chris Johnson is going to, um, you know, play a, play a pretty solid game against Seattle. Um, I would go with the guy who's going to get more guaranteed touches and, and hope that Arizona, um, you know, is ready to take the NFC West and have a good game plan built around it. And also tight ends have really struggled against Arizona, so I, I would play Chris Johnson. Yeah. It seems crazy, but uh, you know, I, I think I'm I'm siding with Jared on this one, yeah. Chris, Chris Johnson. Well, the, uh, the thing about it, the thing about it real quick, is the tough thing is you know the the tight ends now. You know Jimmy Graham and and Julius Thomas, and and you know people are you know so big on the name, but you know really those guys just haven't played well, and they're not getting a lot of targets. So it just, just breaks down to the numbers, right? Totally. Uh, Nick, uh, thanks for the email, Jeremy. Uh, the next. Uh, email is from New Berlin, Jim in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Is that your neck of old stomping grounds, Dave? My first girlfriend was from New Berlin, Wisconsin. Oh, there you go. Jennifer Walner. So her name was not Jim? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so that is not, not your girlfriend here. Um, it wasn't Eddie, it wasn't Eddie Lacy, right? It, no, <laughs> yeah. definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, Dave... Dave does not like his running backs that big. Um, hi, Jared. When you're, dra- when, when you're drafting in the main event, are you drafting high-ceiling, low-floor guys to try and win the $300,000, or are you just worried about winning your 12-team league? Thank you, sir. That's Jim in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Thank you, Jim. How do you, uh, how do you attack that, Jared, uh, when you're drafting in the main event? You tag, it to, you tag it to win the 12-team league, and the reason why is you can't even think about the $300,000 until you get into the money round, right? So you got to get through the league first, and, uh, and then you got to hope a couple things go your way to, to score a, a ton of points, right? So what are you going to do with all that money when you guys win it? That's, why would you even ask that question? I mean, people, this is why people <laughs> want to come on the show is you try to jinx yet? it. It's not a jinx. All right, here's next. Oh, time. hey, look. It, look, hey, this is you talked about a skill-based game. I think it's definitely a skill-based game to, um, you know, to, to to win and score points. But I think at the end of the day, you know, you got to get the ball to to bounce your way. Um, there's so many guys and that know what they're doing and have scored a lot of points. And 
you know, once you get through the playoffs and you get into that money round, it's 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 really about luck. I mean, the the skill uh-huh. that gets you, you know, get your money back through 11 weeks and through the playoffs. But, uh, you know, then you, you just got to hope that you, you know, you get a, a Drew Brees seven touchdown day. You know, I mean, that stuff's crazy. You can never hey, predict that. Big, with Big Ben, I'm sure Big Ben will be back. I mean, he's fighting at one of those days. You know, he, Big Ben throws for like 500 yards and six touchdowns once in a while. Right. He does. He's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man, it's hurt. The, it's hurt. We've only had him for three big games. It's It's been painful. I, I actually took him earlier than uh, than I should have. I took him in the sixth round, and I was kicking myself because uh, I could have got him in the eighth. I was really disappointed that I that I did that, and he started putting up points, and then he got hurt. And uh, I, I Let me just say I've heard a little bit about that pick as well from my buddies. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, he's keep, one of those late guys. But I mean, if you keep piling up points and and he comes back into form later on in the season, that's there's gonna be a lot of teams that that he's laying in the weeds. Yeah, he is laying in the weeds on that. So, uh, Jared, you are not laying in the weeds on this show tonight. It was uh, great having you. But before we let you go, we do want to ask you if you have a sleeper starter for uh, players for Week Ten and uh, perhaps a stud that you would want to sit this week. I do. I do. Uh, you know, it's week 10, a lot of guys on by, it's, it's tough to sit guys, but, um, I'm, I'm thinking that I, I really think that Des Bryant's going to have a very down week. You know, I think he, he hurt his knee, uh, at the end of the game and, uh, he had a, you know, close to wide receiver one numbers. And, and I think that, I think he's going to have a, a really down game. So I think Des Bryant's really got to watch. He's going to fool a lot of people into putting them in the lineup and thank goodness the, uh, the guy we're playing this week is uh, playing Des Bryant. So that works out even better. Oh, perfect. perfect. I like it. Well, do you have a, a super deep, but well, not super deep, but do you have a sneaky sleeper that you're starting against him? Uh, I'm not starting him because the team is, is strong, but uh, I really like Tyler Lockett this week. I think Seattle, you know, their offense has been, um, you know, really vanilla. You know, you guys have seen it. Wilson's been down. Uh, Graham's not really getting the ball. Their receivers are, you know, uh, are inconsistent. And I think finding a way to put the ball in Lockett's hands uh, can help revitalize the offense for the second half and I think that uh he's going to play a lot more snaps and they're going to be a lot more creative with him so I think Lockett could have a a real decent game as a sleeper all right so beware of Des Bryant if you own him this week and if you are looking for a sleeper starter and Lockett's on your bench you might want to look the Lockett way uh Jared Grugit has been our first guest tonight on the high stakes fantasy football hour I want to thank you so much Jared uh for coming on the show I want to wish you best of luck the rest of the way Balky's rooting for you I'm definitely rooting for you more than anybody else I've ever talked to on this show you are you are officially uh the team I am rooting for and uh, you know what? When I move to Hawaii, I'll uh, give HDT a look and uh, get up my internet hooked up with you. <laughs> hey, hey, guys! One last thing is, uh, you're, I'm sure you're at the main event, right, in Las Vegas. So yeah. I told my buddies if somehow we could pull off the 300 grand, we have to figure out how to spend the entire thing at next week, uh, next year's draft. So, oh, we'll uh, come to that party. Buddy. That is the best. You may want you may want to introduce your, you may want to introduce yourself next year. <laughs> yeah, next year for sure. Yeah, that's at least that'll pay future dividends if you don't win it this year. You'll win it yeah. the following year or the year after. Absolutely. Well, that, yeah, we're, that, we're that gonna will... take uh, we're gonna take dude time to another level. <laughs> I love it, Jared. Uh, best of luck. I can't wait to see that. And uh, thanks for doing the show tonight, man. Enjoy your weekend. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks. Jared Grugit, the seventh place team in the uh, FFPC main event. Dave, what's up? Okay. Uh, Our crowd is just going wild. That is probably like top three. Oh. Oh, oh did you not mute? <laughs>
Good lord! I was wondering why it was so loud. Two two hundred plus shows, man. Huh. So so annoying. Uh, okay, so we didn't get, you know the only thing is I didn't get to ask about uh, Magnum PI. If he watches the reruns of her. Yeah, I'm sure he does. That's not really a Hawaiian I thing. I drive down that road. <laughs> I have that car. I'm I, have, gr- I have a Ferrari 308. I'm growing that mustache. <laughs> I wear those shorts. I, I drink I, I drink uh, Mai Tais with a guy named Higgins every night. Can you take me up in the chopper? Let's get to, uh, let's get to uh, uh, the Fantasy Flash tonight, Dave. I want to remind everybody to play the FFPC DFS Championship on FanDuel.com. You can get the link on your FFPC homepage. While it's still legal. While it's still legal. You can also check out the uh, the email that I sent out today. Uh, Twitter feed is full of it. Oh, i got to send out some tweets. This my team is schedule. awesome, by the way. Your team, yeah, we're going we're gonna to give you some. team is great. We're going to give you some advice later on in the show. I have two lineups tonight. I'll be sharing one of them. Uh, with the listeners that I'll be playing. Do you and have to buy the other one on a 900 number? No, no, no. I'll give it away for free. Wow. I'm, I'm You're uh, like Phil Steele. I'll tell you what. Anybody the that... Private play, we're giving away the private play hotline pick this week. Call for Monday Night Magic. It's only 25 bucks. Yeah, just, uh, just I'll tell you what. Um, If you rate our show on iTunes, um, just send me an email stating you did so, and once I verify it, I'll send you my crappy lineup. <laughs> That's How about pretty, that? Does that work? Real, that's really good. All right, Rob, you get can you uh can you make sure that we uh make a note of that for the what's email? Your, what's your email? It's highstakesfantasyfootballgmail.com. It's a FedEx inbox. I know, but I mean no one listens to that in the beginning, so now just to say it. Now now they actually Highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. There you go. I want to thank football Rob, guys. Rob just said he noted it. Football guys, Roto World and Rob uh, for tonight's rundown. Let's talk about the Bills Jets game last night. The Christmas Bowl, as Wait, it were. We didn't even do the boring rundown part. What boring rundown? This. That's what we're doing right now. I don't know. This is the boring part. This is not the boring part. This is where we address the issues that FFPC players are facing this weekend. Yep. Go ahead. (sighs) All right. Let's talk about Carlos Williams. Dude has scored a touchdown every single game of his NFL career. And if you talk check live scoring, he scored two last night. Yeah, that's that's Chris got hundred. That's going to be addressed. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's there had to be something in the live scoring that was weird because yeah, the data feed was wrong. Because Roto World, if you read the Roto World update on Carlos yeah. Williams, it says that he finds the end zone twice. I'm like, he didn't score twice. Yeah. And so obviously Roto World was just going off the data feed as well. I told Alex that actually what I was going to do is I was going to email all the players that, that asked about that and complained. I was going to I was going to send them the Roto World update yeah. and be like. You're wrong. Look, Roto World has it. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, it'll be corrected uh, ASAP uh, as soon as we, uh, you know, get the data feed corrected, which is not really that's so out Carl, of our control. Yeah, but it Carlos be. Williams is fixed, but the, the Bills defense is still not getting credited with it. And they will according to the data feed. So if you're playing the Bills defense, just tack on another six, or I guess it would be eight, right? Or did they just not get credit for the touchdown? They got credit for the fumble recovery. Uh, I think it's just a touchdown. Well, just make note Whatever. of it. Okay. Carly, By the way, the dynasty trade deadline ends in about four hours. Right? Interesting that you bring up that because what are you doing with Carlos Williams in dynasty right now? Are you are you looking to get him, or do you think that you'd be paying for too high of a price at, at this point? You know, I, I'm guessing he would go for a future like second. If you're if someone's asking a future first for him, that's too expensive. But I mean, a future second might be worth it. Shady McCoy has had more touches in the NFL the last five years than any other NFL running back, and Carlos Williams has looked just as good as him the last couple of weeks. I, I mean, the last couple of weeks. Shady looks pretty darn good. So did Carlos Williams. In a different way. <laughs> in what way is that? Like, what does that mean? He's more like a big, fast, straight-running guy, and. Shady McCoy is like a shifty, shady McCoy. Carlos Williams, but, which, by the way, Carlos Williams. I'm, okay, way, I'm, well, who, who does, my, well, listen. Who I'm does, moving my hips right now when I'm doing this. Right, shady, I, you are. kind of like a shifty, shady. Who, who, who succeeds in a Rex Ryan offense? The guy who's shady. dancing around or the guy who's just 
230 pounds of pure Florida State magic rocking <laughs> down the field. <laughs> the guy's getting $6 million a year probably. Yeah. He's going to get the opportunity. I don't know if he'll get the output. Uh, I, I've rested away. The argument I've, about Niall Davis, like in that same you know kind of thing. Very true. You know, all and of a sudden I'm, it's like he looks great. Jamal Charles is super old, and then bleh. I'm not advocating that you start Carlos Williams over Lashawn McCoy, but I'm just saying I think he's got to pay attention to in that backfield. Yeah, no, he's he actually looks really good. Chris, I'll actually give give you credit. There. Thank you, Chris, Chris Ivory. Uh, go Noles. Chris Ivory, more than 130 total yards last night. Looks like he is officially back. Dave, uh, Zach Stacy out where, for the season. Where did he ever go? Well, he had. Uh, was it uh, 33 carries for like 84 yards in his last three games or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was really, really bad. But it looks like he's back, and you got to feel good about starting him the rest of the way, right? Yeah, he is. I mean, against, a, against a bad or a really good Bills rush defense, too. Yeah, it's such a run-based offense, and he really – I mean, I mean, Marshall's obviously there and Decker's there, but, I mean, really they try and focus on the run so much there. And I think they – I mean, they throw occasionally in the red zone, but it just seems like they just love to run, run, run right mm-hmm. up at, when they're within the five-yard line. Uh, Shield Kapadia on Twitter is reporting Marshawn Lynch is actually questionable for this weekend's game against the uh, Cardinals with an abdominal injury. Just added to the injury report today, Dave. Uh, normally not a big issue, except Marshawn Lynch plays Sunday night. If you don't own Thomas Rawls, what are you doing with Lynch? You know, anyone, anytime a guy gets added to the injury report late, it's usually not good news. Red flag. I, I would generally look to try and bench him. If, unless... I always say this stupid thing. I'm going to say it again. If Sunday morning, something comes out that some inside knob says yeah. he's going to play. Schefter's going to wait to release yeah, that. Yeah, but if he's, I mean, but they have to be pretty confident because T.Y. Hilton was supposedly not playing last week, and all of a sudden he played. So the information is not always correct. Well, we'll think about. Um, well, well, let's just skip to him and talk to him about uh, talk about it right now. A guy we just talked about, Chris Ivory, was active a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Didn't get didn't play a snap. Yeah. John Brown active a few weeks back. Yeah. Didn't play a snap. So I mean, even if he's active, yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, what what would this? I mean, it's not like Thomas Rawls stinks. He's shown that uh, the ability to carry the load. Not all that great either. But, yeah. Well, he, yeah, but I mean, it's not like they, they have to desperately play Lynch. You know, I understand right. they're 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 in a fight in that division trying to you know to beat out the Cardinals, but still. Right. Yeah. I agree. Emmanuel Sanders uh, with an ankle injury, game time decision for uh, the Chiefs game this weekend. This according to Andrew Mason on Twitter. He hasn't even practiced yet? Has not practiced this week. Earlier, like, no, I meant this actually is helping me out. I haven't even been paying attention. Earlier this week, Gary Kubiak said that he fully expected Sanders to play, uh, and then Sanders proceeded not to practice the entire week. Again, usually not a big deal, but that game is starts at 425 Eastern time. I'm Dave. Sitting. You're sitting him, really? I would sit him. I have him in Carrington, and I really don't have a good replacement. I mean, it'd be like Emmanuel Sanders or Tevin Coleman. I have some receivers you can trade for. Is the trade deadline still? I mean, can we still trade in that league? I don't know. I haven't checked these. I know. Um, Sanders, though. I, I am starting one league right now. I will bench him, though, now that I, I just didn't, I hadn't really considered hmm. it. Interesting. So hopefully you have like. Uh, if I have a late guy, then I'll just keep him in. Maybe like Ronnie Hillman, or if, it, if it's like a flex thing, you could play Hillman in case Sanders doesn't go, or even CJ Anderson to a certain extent. I can see why people would have better options than Anderson right now since that's kind of a cluster in that backfield. Yeah. Um, John Brown, again, uh, limited on Friday uh, today. Game time decision. Normally not a big deal, but they play Sunday night. you got to sit him too then, right? Yeah, probably. Um, let's skip. Plus, and like like the article says, I mean, they're playing the Seahawks, so I don't know. Let's skip. Um, Bridgewater, no one cares. Yeah, let, but I do Johnny want. Manziel, no one cares. Really? 
I, I, I just from a Browns offensive standpoint. If, I mean, if he was like drinking or something, it would matter. Or doing drugs. Okay. This is actually about football. It, it is about football. So, okay, no difference for you in the Browns skill position players if McCown starts or if Manziel starts. This is like for the Browns. Who are the Browns? You like who you know like Travis Benjamin and Crowell and Duke Johnson and Barnage, all those guys. So it doesn't. Okay, I don't have that a lot. Is an, by the way, that is an answer. If if you don't care between the two quarterbacks, if those yeah, guys. I mean, I guess McCown's probably better. Um, you know, for the, a guy like Barnage, sure. But otherwise, whatever. All right. Uh, Rob is telling me we have uh, two calls right now. I don't know which is the right one. I'm um, guessing the one there is the right one. This one? Where is you know where is Mr. O'Connor from? Uh oh that, God. That's so now, I don't. I honestly don't know what to do now. <laughs> like, I have no idea what to do. Well, just just answer the phone and say, are you Kevin O'Connor? Try if they this say one? no, then hang up. Try this one? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> should I read the intro first? No. Say, are you Kevin O'Connor? And if he goes, no, say, hang up. Are you Sarah Connor? Okay. Hang on. All right. Uh, we, we do have a guest online now. Is this Kevin O'Connor? This is. Oh, perfect. All right. All right. Okay. So, okay. Perfect. So, let me let me just introduce uh, Kevin, give him a proper introduction here. Uh, I want to welcome in our second guest to the show, longtime veteran of the FFPC. He says the only thing different about high stakes versus your home league is the entry fee. The competition usually isn't that different. Injuries will almost always determine the outcome, and the outcome so far is that his main event team is in third place after nine weeks of play. Please welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, Mr. Kevin O'Connor. Kevin, I am so sorry that uh, we had to play a little, you know, phone call roulette there to make sure we had you on, but thanks a lot for joining the show, man. All good. No, no big deal. Appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we're very excited to have you on given your success that you've had in the uh, main event this year. But before we talk about that, tell us what you do for a living. Um, I sell, uh, auto parts for a company. My dad started about uh, nine years ago. So if you ever seen the movie, Tommy boy, he was on brake pads. Yeah, first dad. So uh, pretty much pretty similar in some aspects, but uh, we sell radiators. So we sell the companies like uh, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly's, CarQuest, big companies like that. So are you like more like are you the before version of of Tommy Boy, like the screw up fat kid, or are you like the more the the after version that runs the company right, that runs Callahan Auto properly? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I've been you doing this for. Uh, <laughs> About you know, I'm going on about six years. So uh, my first uh, couple of years, I was probably pretty similar to him, except I didn't let any desks on fire in a meeting. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've grown up a little bit since then. So you didn't ask where the weight room was at the hotel? <laughs> no, I, I've never done that. <laughs> no, I've never done. Oh, that. You remember that part? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to think of a good. Excuse me, where's yeah, the weight room? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of a good joke, and you, you took all of them. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. Sometimes you have to be the funny one. Dude. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> oh, so now am I asking the second yes, question? You are. Yes. See, Serious, Dave. Now. Figure, okay. <clears throat> so you drafted Todd Gurley at the 702. Awesome pick. As your number four running back on your third place team. Uh, do you think owners are penalizing players for previous injuries too much, or was Gurley simply an outlier? 702, that's so sick. Sick, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I can't believe he was still there. I mean, I I was going to probably take him in, like, the fifth round, but uh, I just kept on waiting. But, I mean, I think his situation was a little different um, because, 
just the uncertain workload and when he would actually play because there was a lot of rumors out there before the season started that he might sit out before his uh, week six bye. Um, so, you know, you never you never knew when he was going to see the field. But um, And then especially, you know, in the main event, I mean, you got a guy sitting out six weeks, that's more than half the regular season. So, I mean, maybe people shied away from him because of that. But, um, I mean, he's been awesome when he's been playing. But, I mean, he was the 32nd running back taken in that draft. Mm. He was guys ahead of him that were drafted were Amir Abdullah, Tevin Coleman, TJ Yeldon, Melvin Gordon, all, all rookies, you know, all same rookie class. Uh, Andre Ellington, Alfred Morris, Joseph Randall, not even in the NFL anymore. (laughs) CJ Spiller. I mean, CJ Spiller can't even get on the field. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I, I mean, I can't believe he was still there. I mean, I had to jump on him, and uh, it looks like it's going to pay dividends. I mean, he could be that lottery ticket I need to win this. So, Let me just really happy he's on my team. So, who did you take at the 6'11"? Because you obviously passed on Gurley at 6'11 to take somebody else that you must have really liked. Ryan Matthews. Uh, you know, oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I, okay. I'm trying to remember. I could, I could see it in my head. I knew it was a running back. And didn't you take Chris Ivory right before Matthews too? Yeah, I took. Uh, yeah, I took uh, Ivory in the fifth round. Um, yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, I mean this draft was so weird. I mean, you know, not to go. I mean, not to go off like base here, but I mean, I did. Well, I'm, I'm in nine. It's your interview. Yeah, I mean, I'm in nine of your classic leagues. Okay, the thirty-five dollar. Uh, entry I did you know I think I did uh, four live and I think I did five slow and um, I don't think Gurley fell this far in any of the in any of those leagues okay and I mean it's just I mean it just kind of seemed like guys were were dropping like number one running backs are dropping like I mean getting Ivory in the fifth round I mean that in five eleven I. I couldn't believe that. Um, so I mean, it's just it, it was just it was just a weird draft. I, I kind of felt like, but I mean, it, so far it's worked out for me. You know, it's really weird too. Like a guy like Gurley is such a home run type pick. Where he, you know, like this is where I was going. By the way, this oh, is what I, yeah. See, I'm ruining it again. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, make like, your point. Like back when Wackoff was around, I took Adrian Peterson in the fourth round. I was all excited because he's such a, you know he's a pedigree back. He didn't have the injury problem necessarily, but Gurley is kind of like he's the same thing, just with the slight concern of the injury. So it seems to me like in a main event that this is where people would take him early, and it, it went the totally op- totally the opposite for you. Yeah, no, I mean it. Uh, it really did. I mean, just I mean those guys I, I rattled off. I mean, like you know Melvin Gordon, uh, T.J. Yeldon. I mean T.J. Yeldon's had a pretty good year. Melvin Gordon has not. Tommy Coleman. I mean. He's barely saw the field, you know. I mean, Devontae Freeman's been a beast. You know, he won the tenth round in this in this league. I'm in. Um, it's just, you know, Tevin Coleman went five rounds ahead of Freeman. Um, just, just wacky stuff. I mean, you can't even explain it. It's it's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's great. You're welcome. I, we put you in that. Yeah, week. there you You're go. Welcome. Yeah, it was all a big plan for <laughs> to get a guest this week on the show. We had to make sure that that. 
Because well, we, knew all, the we knew all the lineup decisions Kevin was going to make were going to be correct. Uh, Ke- Kevin, uh, you, you described high-stakes leagues as just like home leagues but with a higher entry fee. Given the expectation by a lot of fantasy players that they're going to face tougher, tougher competition uh, competing in high-stakes leagues, when you first started playing in the FFPC, were you surprised at the success you were able to, to achieve? Um. Well, I mean, I've been uh, I've been playing since 2011. Um, I mean, I've had a, a little bit of success. I've won a couple of football guys leagues, and I think I have a lifetime subscription to your website. But um, I mean, I think every league has three components in it. Um, you got your draft, you got your fab bidding, bidding or waivers, and then you got uh, injuries. Um, if you come on ahead on two of those three, I think you're in pretty good shape. I mean. I mean, waivers this year, I think they've been pretty big. I mean, if you look at, you know, just for example, this week I'm in, um, you know, you got, look at two receivers. You got Travis Benjamin and Willie Sneed. They weren't drafted. They were picked up in week three, you know, wide receiver twos right now. You got Rashard Matthews, Stephon Diggs, you know, both just right outside of wide receiver two. So I'm in their wide receiver three. You got Gary Barnage. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm still Smith. wondering who he is. Yeah, I mean he's this he's the second overall tight end. I mean, Ben Watson's your 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 tight end five. You know, and then you got uh Blake Bortles, undrafted, you know. He's a top ten QB in any format, you know, no matter how you slice it. You got uh you know, these running backs now like Sharkandrick West, Antonio Andrews, Jeremy Langford, I mean, they're going to play pretty big roles down the stretch for a lot of teams. Um, kind of wish I had one of those guys, but I don't. But I'm pretty happy with my running backs. But um, let, me just, let me just interrupt. I mean, isn't it, isn't it crazy, like, though, like, this is how I feel, and let me, tell me if you feel the same way. After I go through a 20-round draft, like, you know, you get through that, and you, and you go through your cheat sheet or whatever it is, and, you, and you're like, oh, man, you know, like, not that your team, you necessarily feel your team is great, but you feel like all the good players have been drafted. And then every single year, there's like 10 guys that's like, damn, where'd he come from? Yeah. Oh, wow, you know, like this guy. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm looking at my draft board right now. I printed it out. Um, I mean, I, after round 10, so starting in round 11, um, I just felt like there was no good players. And I, I mean, I mean, Chris Johnson went in the 12th round. Um, he's had a great year. Alan Hearns, James Starks, I mean, now he's, you know, he's got the job. I mean, I drafted Moncrief in the 13th round. He was really solid for about five weeks. I drafted D'Angelo Williams in the 14th round simply because right. I drafted Gurley, and I was going to need somebody for a couple of weeks, and he was the guy in Pittsburgh. And luckily, I, I hung on to him all year. Um I mean, James Jones uh, won the 16th round. Uh, Carlos Williams, 16th round. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like I said, it was just a, a crazy kind of weird draft. I mean, I mean, Charles Sims in the 14th round, he's been pretty good too. But uh, there just comes to a point where you're just kind of, you know, you're looking at, you're like, uh, really, do I want Niall Davis or Christian Michael or, you know, Jarek McKinnon, I mean, you know, you're you're at that point you're just banking on an injury for you know, these guys to be relevant. But uh I mean Dwayne Bowe, fifteenth round, I mean <laughs> the guys had caught two balls all year, you know what I mean? So That's hilarious. yeah, I I feel I mean I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm same page. 
So let's talk about, um, because your team is doing so well, you obviously must not have missed on any picks, except for Andrew Luck at pick 302, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, I mean, so Luck's been, ter- I mean, fairly terrible, to be honest. Had a couple of good weeks. So, I mean, what? So what's your take on him? I mean, he's, he's got a shot to come back. And then would you still consider drafting a quarterback, you know, pretty early again next year? Um, You know, I, I don't know. I Probably not. I mean, God, he was so awesome last year. I mean, he had, uh, I think he, he threw 40 touchdown passes. I think he had about 4,800 yards. I mean, he was obviously, you know, the number one QB. Uh, I was obviously hoping for the same. It has not worked out. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, again, this year, too, another it's just crazy weird year with all these injuries. I mean, like I mentioned this guy before, look at Blake Bortles, undrafted. I mean, he's a top 10 QB. I mean, all these guys want to, are ahead of luck in scoring right now, and they went, you know, well after he did. I mean, Derek Carr, 18th round. Andy Dalton, 18th round. Carson Palmer, 16. Rivers, 14, who's just been unreal. Cam Newton in the 13th round. I mean, it's just – I mean, I look back at this draft, and I, I just say, you know, well, shit, if I would have taken Greg Olson, who I – it was between him or Locker. If I took uh, Julian Edelman or Mark Ingram, I mean, how much different this team would be, um, you know? But it all played out like it should have, and just got to see what happens. Kevin O'Connor is uh, tonight's guest on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. He's in third place in the FFPC main event going into Week Ten, and Kevin uh, drafting several of those football guys teams that you spoke of uh, earlier in, uh, in the show, uh, drafting those teams before your main event. Did you find, you know, as you're kind of gauging a, a rough ADP with those, and, and obviously it's always changing, but you, you can kind of see where sort of certain guys are going. Did you find that there were some players that you really liked where they were going, uh, or maybe some players that, wow, I don't want any part of that guy if you got to spend that round of pick to get him? Did you did you find yourself liking or disliking certain guys after you drafted a few of those teams? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I drafted. Uh... Nine of the year, year five dollar classic leagues. Uh, I mean, strictly for prep for my football guys teams and main event teams. You know, if I win any of those, great. If I don't, no big deal. But um, I just needed to know where players were being drafted, and I invested over three hundred bucks to do so. Um, I mean, I saw some interesting trends from, you know, the middle of July when you guys opened the site up to uh, early September. I mean, like look at Deion Lewis. He was undrafted and just basically irrelevant until the end of August. You know what I mean? I mean, he was a complete afterthought to almost everybody. Um, You know, in this main event league I'm in, which was a Saturday of week one, he went round nine. Um, You know, the hype train was full speed ahead on guys like Amir Abdullah, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Joseph Randall. (laughs) I mean, Shane Vereen, okay. Remember yeah. Randall Buffy? Yeah, yeah, listen, uh, just regarding Joseph Randall, you know how I many... pumping up Abdullah, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know how many leagues I drafted Joseph Randall in? Huh. One. Okay, so it's not like I was like... Were you like, trying to sucker all of our listeners? No, I just said I happened to like him. We, we, we framed it in the, in the... You didn't say you liked him, liked him. You just said you liked him. Yeah, and the, the question that was always framed we'll on the show was... We'll get back to the interview in a second. Which, which Cowboys not, running back... For a minute. Which Cowboys running back you know, do you, do you like the most? And, and I said, you know, I happen to like Randall. 
And then, uh, by the way, when after I said that, mm-hmm. all of a sudden his ADP spiked. So clearly uh, yeah. everybody started overdrafting Joseph Randall after they heard me say that. Hey, remember when we ripped on those fantasy alarm guys for taking uh, McFadden in the second round? Looks really good right now. Boy, aren't they genius. And you know what Cowboys running back I did have in a lot of places? Michael. Lance Dunbar. Oh. I have Michael Dunbar. in a couple spots. Oh, yeah. All right, back to the interview. Anyway, anyway, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Lance Dunbar was uh, really solid for, uh, you know, that first – three or four weeks he's playing until he got hurt in New Orleans. But, you know, like a guy like Matt Jones, I mean, Matt Jones was, you know, creeping up draft boards all the way up to the seventh round. And in some of these leagues I've been in and, you know, he's had that one good week, but he just can't seem to hold on to the football. Um, So, I mean, I was, you know, staying away from, you know, kind of guys like that. And then, you know, my simply do not draft list was, uh, CJ Anderson, I just I did not believe the hype on him. Jimmy Graham, Peyton Manning, I Randall again, not to beat you over the head with that one. Andre Ellington and uh, I mean <laughs> Charles Johnson. I mean, is, is he still been playing football? I mean, he was yeah, no, the no. darling, you know, last year the the last six or seven weeks, but he's just he's a nobody now. Um, guys that I really liked and tried to pair. You know, grab was uh, Danny Woodhead. Guy's just a PPR monster. Um, I was able to pair him with Devontae Freeman and one of my football guys' teams. Um, mm, nice. Alan Robinson, yeah, he's been a stud. I mean, he's on my main event team. Uh, Jeremy Macklin, he's been pretty yeah. solid. Uh, Jordan Reed, another guy on my main event team. I mean, I was going for a walk um, around the neighborhood with my kids. They were riding their bikes, and uh, – it was the first uh, preseason game, and Niles Paul went down with an injury, and he was obviously out for the season. And I just, my brain, it just clicked. I'm like, I got to get Jordan Reed everywhere. And luckily, he's been healthy. Uh, well, he missed a few games, but uh, when he's been playing, he's been just an absolute beast. Uh, Philip Rivers, I mean, his average draft position was probably like the 14th round, and yeah. all the guys, it's just, and he's chucking the football everywhere, man. Um, Antonio Gates, also on my main event team. Hey, now, after the suspension, you know, coming back, he's uh, he's been really good. He's on bye this week, which is nice. We could get healthy. Uh, another guy on my main event team, Chris Ivory. Just loved him coming to the season. And then also uh, John Brown, Arizona. Uh, he's been really solid. So let's talk about a couple of players you don't own. in the On the third place team. Yes, I'm the third place. Right, right, Luckily right. for you, probably. <laughs> and those are the Packers running backs, Eddie Lacy, Fat Boy, and James Starks, now the current starter. The slim choice. <laughs> slim Jim. So slim Jim Starks. There you go. <laughs> so anyway. Fat Eddie Lacy and Slim Jim Stark. We did it. We, this is going to be trending on Twitter now tonight. I'm sure it won't be. <laughs> Looking into your crystal ball, is Starks the number one guy here in Green Bay for the rest of your season or of the season? Well, I, I I think Slim Jim is very underrated. Um, I think he's a good back, and he definitely deserves to be the number one guy. Um, the offense is a lot more efficient when he's on the field. Um, I actually wish I had him on some of my teams. I do not. Um, on the other hand, Eddie Lacy has burned me in two leagues, one of them being my other main event team. Uh, I had the fourth pick, and I took him at number four. Just kicking myself. Uh, he's been a total bust. Um I mean, you kind of almost wish he would, like, go down with the injury just so you don't have to deal with him anymore, you know? 
learn not to <laughs> play yourself out of your misery. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you know, it, it, I, I do think Starks deserves to be number one, and it just, I mean, Lacey, who knows what's going on with him? He, he, he's reminded me of Trent Richardson, okay? I mean, they yeah. both went to Alabama, okay? They both had, like, two really good years, and then they just fell apart, you know? I mean, I, I wonder if the same things happened to him. I mean, I, you know, another Alabama running back that was drafted this year, TJ Yeldon, I kind of wonder if we'll be saying the same thing about him in uh, two or three years if, uh, if he's going to fall apart too. I just, I don't know, man. The guy was, Lacey was a beast, and now he's a shell of himself. It's a shame. And then you and then you have uh, Mark Ingram, who is like the exact opposite. Where he, I'm back, yeah. baby. Where he stunk for like two years. It was just awful. And now all of a sudden he's looking really good. Hey, y'all, how much do you use yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, we're Mark talking Ingram is great. We're, we're talking with uh, Kevin O'Connor tonight, third place in the FFPC main event. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your quarterbacks on that third place team, Kevin. Uh, you have Andrew Luck. We talked about that earlier. He's probably going to be out a month roughly uh is your strategy now with with the other three quarterbacks on the roster that you have uh jay cutler brian hoyer josh mccown are you just playing simply playing matchups with those guys until luck gets back well you gotta add a couple more of the stable now because i picked up uh uh kirk cousins tonight and also uh, matt hasselbeck um so i mean yeah i mean my quarterback I mean, you have, Is that six um, quarterbacks you have rostered now? Yeah, that'd be six quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Two on the same team. Yeah, that's true. There's, With two Colts quarterbacks and and four other quarterbacks. Who are you starting this week? Cousins, right? Probably. Yeah, I just picked him up tonight. Um, I'll probably start him or maybe Hoyer. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I I kind of want to start Cutler, but. Uh, I don't know. St. Louis is a totally different team at home, and um, I just could see that be a, a nightmare game for the Bears. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Cousins, maybe Horror. Bears I would love to Josh sh- McCown. Bears coming off the short week on Monday Night Football too, and they have to go yeah, on yeah. the road in St. Louis. They're getting they're getting six and a half total is forty two and a half, so it's like a low total. Yeah, and they're getting six and a hook. The other game, the other, I'll just the say Washington game. Let me just go to that. One. While you look that up, I will say this in Kentucky this this week, Dave. I am playing Kirk Cousins in two leagues and Brian Hoyer in another. Nice. Yeah. Nice. No, it's not nice. Not <laughs> nice at all. Well, you can see the Redskins Saints game is a is a total of fifty, and it's a pick. So that's cool because it's like yeah. that game could be one of those crazy shootouts. Fifty-two forty-nine. Kirk Cousins throws six touchdowns. All the Jordan Reed. You like that? You like? <laughs> there that. There we go. Yeah. I would that. There we go. I would. Yeah. Yeah. He does like that. That's what he said to the cameraman. I mean, that's what I'll probably do. Um. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm just gonna have to do a quarterback carousel until uh, he gets back. But you know, Luck missed weeks four and five when he was injured. I mean, I played Jameis Winston, who I. I've, dropped um and it worked out fine um same with last week i played uh cutler over luck and i think cutler had more points so um the name of the game right now is points and just you know staying up close to the top to see how i finish here well the great thing about having luck is that there's probably not going to be a lot of owners that have luck heading into the championship round so that'll be nice for you that's very nice it's the same thing that we were talking with jared about um roethlisberger you know, yeah. for for you know anybody who drafted him, and and if you formulated a pretty good team to get yourself to the championship round, you could be sitting pretty. 
uh, when we come down to that. So uh, you talked a little bit about Allen Robinson and Blake Bortles, and you took Robinson at the 411 on your on your third place team. Um, I know you like Robinson, but are you surprised? You're obviously uh, you got to be at least a little bit surprised about Blake Bortles. He had kind of a rough rookie season, but now he's really come on. Yeah, he's been. Uh, I mean, he's been money in the bank. I mean, so it's Hearns. Um, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere. Um, top ten QB. It kind of every league you look at, you know, standard PPR. I mean, whatever that whatever is going on. Um, he's, you know, most people like he wasn't even drafted in, in my main event uh, league here, and most leagues he probably wasn't drafted. He's yeah, again an afterthought and. The guy's just slinging the ball all over the field. Um, another kind of trio. What about the guys from Oakland? You know, you got Carr and Cooper and uh, Crabtree. I mean, they're, that's another one for sure. They're light, lighting the world on fire. I mean, this uh, could be a change in the guard in the NFL of, uh, you know, QB. Like, uh, you know, Peyton Manning looks like he's uh, pretty much done with his new yeah. arm. Um, Manning's going to start doing but, endorsements now. Yeah, well, he's 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 been doing endorsements for twenty years. I mean, yeah, more more than that. He's gonna do a few more endorsements. Yeah, he's gonna endorse you know some of the daily sites. Well, you know what's interesting, uh, Kevin, is you bring up the Raiders trio. You pair them with the Jacksonville trio. It's entirely possible that there could be teams out there with Carr and Bortles as their quarterbacks, and then having all four of those receivers: Cooper, Crabtree, Hearns, and Robinson. It's entirely possible that you could have gotten all six of those players in your draft, and maybe even just the four receivers, and then you sign the quarterbacks uh, off the waiver wire. I mean, there could be some teams out there that are going to win a lot of money this year because of of these teams that were previously just left for dead for fantasy. I mean, you weren't even targeting anybody on these teams, and now you have those four receivers absolutely crushing it in 2015. Yeah, I mean, if I had uh, Carr or Bortles as my QB, I'd feel pretty confident. Right now, I mean, I I wish I did. I don't. Um, like I said, I mean, uh, Carr went in the 18th round in this league. 18th round. I mean, he guy's been a beast. He's just putting up points left and right. Um, yeah, I would I would love to have him. Don't don't kick yourself too much. You're in third place. Yeah, exactly. You're okay. Yeah. Third, third place. Um, no thanks to your third round pick, Andrew Luck. You know you've you've been crushing it from from all your other draft picks too. So you you have a uh, some more in the holster there, Kevin. We're running out of time, but I do wanna I wanna read one email that that came in uh, for you. Uh, it's from Victor in El Paso, Texas. It's a starter sit question with the Packers and Lions. Uh, short and sweet, so my email gets read. Ebron at the Packers or Riddick at the Packers. That's weird. <laughs> uh, football guys scoring, so I mean, obviously the the tight end, sure. uh, you know, scoring there makes a difference. But who would you play if you could only play one of those guys, Theo Riddick or Eric Ebron? I'd play uh, Ebron. Yeah, definitely with the uh, football guy scoring and the you know the one and a half uh, points PPR, uh, you know, and with Riddick, I mean, <clears throat> he's been you know he's been. He's probably exceeded a lot of people's expectations, but uh, he's also fighting with Abdullah and uh, Bell for playing time. Um, definitely, I think the Lions will be you know, playing from behind, especially going into Green Bay. I would go with Ebron. He's, he's been pretty solid this year. All right, our our favorite question and the final one. Actually, not the favorite, but the favorite one's always the one. That's our favorite. Asking about the auto parts and stuff like that. Um, so give us a sleeper starter for week 10, and then we want a 
stud that you should bench this weekend. I, I don't know why I can't read a, you know, a single sentence. It's Rob's writing. Hmm. Totally. It's typed, though. It's Rob's typing. Um, the font he chooses is just terrible. Sleeper, um, I'm going to say Matt Jones uh, playing against the Saints. I mean, their defense is terrible. They can't stop anyone, you know. Talking about Cousins earlier, I'll, I'll probably play him. Uh, you said the over-under, I think, was 50. 51, right? Yeah. Uh, 50. Oh, 50, okay. Yeah, I would play uh, – I'm going to go with Matt Jones. Um I'm actually going to play him in my home league over uh, a couple guys. Um, and then a uh, guy at bench, I think I'd go with Jeremy Macklin going into Denver. Uh, yeah. Their defense is nasty. Um, Denver's my uh, main event defense. Uh, I mean, they're just sick. I mean, they're, they're going to go down as one of the best ever. They're just violent, and they get after the quarterback. And, yeah, I would say Jeremy Macklin. So, so there you go. I like it. Uh, so you uh, sit Macklin and look at starting Matt Jones. Kevin, uh, I want to wish you best of luck the rest of the way. I can unequivocally say that there is nobody that I've ever talked to on the show that I'm rooting for more than I'm rooting for you in the main event. Uh, third place with, uh, with a lot of potential for this team in the championship round. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to Kirk Cousins this weekend for our mutual teams. Uh, and uh, I, I hope uh, that we talk again soon, man. Thanks a lot for doing the show. Guys, I uh, appreciate you having me on. Love the site. Like I said, I've been playing for four years. Um, really good. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, awesome to have him on. The Fantastic. Site's cool. The site's good. The show is way better. And uh, unlike the <laughs> site, we uh, doing the show, we really can't improve anything. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we've really hit the pinnacle. There actually are some improvements we need to make. I feel bad. Kip Lockwood keeps emailing me about Dynasty. We don't have the number of the roster count, like how many players you have on your oh, team. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, if you just put your your starters, you have 10 starters, and then you just count underneath. So you start with 10, you only have to count 10 more guys. But nevertheless, very annoying. It would take, if I could code a website, I could do it in like eight seconds. Yeah. I can't. We have to get to this next segment because right, my, let's go. my phone is going to die, and that is where I have my lineup. <laughs> so so uh, we, need to, we need to, and as, if you don't mind, I'll go first yeah, with go the ahead. lineup. Just gotcha. so. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you have a charger? It is. Uh, oh, I suppose I could use yours right here, but I don't want to mess anything up. It's a lightning charger. It's fine. Well, all right, go ahead. All right, anyway. It's time for our HSFFH, FFPC, DFS, FCFDLA um, segment that we uh, give you the lineups to play this week in the FFPC Daily Championship. You can find the link to that in the last FFPC email. The link is on your My Teams page at myffpc.com. We'll be tweeting it out all weekend as well. You can follow that at FFPC uh, on Twitter to get the link. Okay. So here's my lineup. I have two, Dave, that I'm playing. All right, let's, get, let's hear the good one. Um, the, the I'm only, I haven't decided if I'm going to play this second one in the, um, in the FFPC event yet, but I am going to play this first one in it for sure. And where is it? See, this is, this is the problem with, uh, with, <laughs> with live radio and a, a dying phone. Um, Here, it pause the broadcast. And then we'll, we'll yeah, we're not going to do that. I'm going to have it up in a second. Just give me one GD second. Stop, and stop the broadcast. We're not it's fine. Okay, here it is. Oh crap. Hold on. Damn Do we have an advertising? Is there a promo I can read? Hey, go to zhats.com while you're uh while you're waiting. Okay. Make sure to here play a FanDuel unless you're is. in New York. Yeah, okay. You don't have to bring that up all the time. Uh my quarterback is the aforementioned Kirk Cousins at home against the Saints for sixty five hundred dollars. Uh, Mark Ingram. 
7,500 at the uh, Redskins, so I have uh, the running back in that game and the uh, quarterback for the opposing team in that game. Not maybe the smartest thing in the world, but Ingram is a really good value this week. Um, D'Angelo Williams, 7,600 at home against the Browns, so Ingram and D'Angelo are my two running backs. The receivers, Odell Beckham Jr. at home against the Patriots. I am a little bit nervous that Belichick will try to take him away, but still I I think the volume there is going to be good. And I think a lot of people believe that narrative, so he might not be as well-owned as as he normally is. Allen Robinson at the Ravens, that's going to be a a bonanza for Bortles and company, so I wanted to get a piece of that. Uh, Michael Crabtree at home against the Vikings. I'm riding him literally everywhere else. Why not in the FFPC DFS championship as well? Beckham, Allen Robinson, Crabtree are the receivers. To go with my quarterback, my tight end, $5,800 against the Saints, Jordan Reed. And I'm doubling up on Packers for kicker and defense. Mason Crosby, 5000 and the Packers, D, 4900 both at home against the Lions. That is Kirk Cousins, Mark Ingram, D'Angelo Williams, Odell Beckham, Allen Robinson, Michael Crabtree, Jordan Reed, Mason Crosby, and the Green Bay Packers with $0 left over, Dave. Nice that is job. my lineup. Thanks. Nice job, we'll see how it turns out. We will. All right, so here's the winning lineup. Okay, and then are you going to give yours? <laughs> All right, so um, we're going with Tom Brady, at quarterback. We're spending. He's, uh, he's in my other lineup, by the way. At the Giants, he's 9,100. Highest a- total, uh, favored by seven. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Brady. I am also taking D'Angelo Williams, so we're common there. 7,600 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm taking James Starks for only six grand. Oh, interesting. At home against the Detroit Lions. Packers are favored, so they should be running the ball in the second half. Right. We do have one other common player, and that's Allen Robinson for 7,500. Uh, 75, 75, yep. I'm doing uh, the first of two hookups. I'm doing Brandon LaFell at wide receiver to hook up with Brady. He's only $6,200. He's cheap. Yeah, Just like is Mad cheap. Magazine is cheap. Yeah. Uh, another cheap. Where does that come from? Mad Magazine. Every time. Have you ever seen Mad Magazine yeah. on, the, on the cover? It says like you know two dollars cheap. It always says cheap. No, I never noticed that. When I was a kid, it would be like a quarter. It'd be like a quarter cheap. <laughs> That's always. funny. So um, also have another cheap wide receiver, Devontae Adams, who had a number of a bunch of targets last week. I think he had eleven targets. He's only uh, fifty eight hundred bucks hmm. at home, where the Packers again are favored. So I have two Packers in a home game where they're favored by seven. Uh, I got Gronk going at tight end. So I have Brady, Gronk, and LaFell. That should be fun. And again, the fifty four over under. Brandon McManus at home in the rarefied air of Denver. And the Bengals defense on Monday night against the hapless Houston Texans. Couple, okay, so nothing left. Right, rifle through that lineup uh, real quick once again, Dave. Starting oh, yeah. with Brady. Brady for ninety one hundred. D'Angelo for just the players. You don't have to worry about right. the price. D'Angelo, James Starks, Allen Robinson, Brandon LaFell, Devontae Adams, Rob Gronkowski, Brandon McManus, and the Bengals defense. Couple of things I'm going to bring up right away with you. Uh, what is the thinking behind having both Starks and Adams? Do you think the Packers just you know put up forty some points and it's just I think they're going to put up like 30. Um, you know, it's, it's one, of, one of the things I do enjoy about the Football Guys podcast is uh, they talk about these with these, these big offenses have this great matchups. They call it the – it's like an Oprah game where mm-hmm. it's like, and you get a touchdown, and you get a touchdown, and yeah. you get – you know what and, and it doesn't seem like Cobb is getting all these – you know, like no. Cobb used to get all the touchdowns. It doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. No, no, it's it's crazy. He's on pace for 156 catches for 700 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. So. Okay, so anyway, the other I had another point. Oh, uh, Starks versus Lacey this week. What happens now that Starks is the number one back? What happens if the Packers get out to like, you know, a twenty-four to three halftime league or something, and then they're just riding Lacey, the backup running back, in the second half? See, you know, the Packers—they're generally not the type of team that they're not going to throw the the backup in there. You know, it just doesn't seem like logical that 
hey, we're going to give the Starks a job, and then we're going to give Lacey a bunch of carries, and we're up. See, I would, maybe in the thir- with 13 minutes left in the fourth, maybe that happens, but they're going to have to be up like 31 to 3. I mean, the NFL, you have to be up a lot. Okay. Like, in the NBA, you could be up like 20, like 80 to 60. All of a sudden, like, all the studs are out, and you're like, what, what happened? Where's yeah. Curry? You yeah. Know? So, I don't think that's going to be a problem here. Okay. We, we are of the same mind for the end. The means we got there are different because I thought, because I agree with you, um, but at the same time, Mike McCarthy, I mean, even when he made the change, he's like, I've always believed in the one-two punch right. at running back. I read that. So I think that he will ride those guys out equally in, in the game. Maybe Starks, maybe it's like a 60-40 thing or a 65-35 thing. Yeah, that's fine. So I still, I still think Starks is the man. And I, but I still think Lacey will get his fair share of, of touches. You know, I agree with that. And I think when you look at a value, a cost of six thousand uh, dollars, I'm trying to get if I can get 18 points as a triple. Well, that's, yeah. You know, yep. Times. No, it's good. So point. I mean, if he gets you know a few catches, he gets his 70, 80, 90 yards and a touchdown. Now, granted, you can't totally expect that, but I think he has a legitimate shot to get that. All right. Uh, final point before we move on to uh, emails tonight, Dave. If I set the over/under for Eddie Lacy touches on Sunday at ten and a half, are you taking the over or are you taking the under? I'll take the under. I figured you'd go that way. You know what? I'm gonna go over. All right. Are you are you you're just trying to? Uh, Do you want to? Sure. I'll yeah. Okay. Okay. I got five on Eddie Lacy getting ten and a half or more touches right. on uh, on Sunday. I'll take fewer than ten and a half touches. And how much do you have on it? I know nothing about that. I'll take Rousey. She's only minus 2,000. I got five. I thought you were going to hit. No, 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 no. I was waiting for the Hitler. No, no, no. All right. Hitler's saying no, so I'm with my man Hitler. I heard so you're not coming over for the fight tomorrow? I can't. It's, it's, but it's my birthday. wife's birthday and my mother-in-law's birthday. Oh, have them both come over. Chicks are fighting. I tried to convince. Two chick fights. The main I, event. I tried to convince them of that. <laughs> they were shockingly against it. <laughs> I, I was surprised. I said, "But honey, there's there's going to be women fighting and plenty of alcohol and yeah, you know, you know uh, Cheetos and you know, that that uh, the steakhouse funyuns. Oh, you have steakhouse funyuns. I'm getting them. Oh. Maybe you have to change your tune. Yeah, right? maybe I will. Maybe I'll just come over on Sunday and have leftover stale Funyuns. Leroy will eat them all. No, he won't. Oh, he, dude, Leroy can eat a bag of Funyuns. I know like, he can, like but he minutes. won't do it. I, could, two, I get, could do it, too. I'll get two bags for you. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Let's move on. If you've got a question for Eric Dave or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at HSFF Hour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at HSFF Hour on Twitter. No one cares about the song. I just want to hear me yapping about some stupid stuff like oil wrestling and strikes. Question from the audio booth, Dave. Any sneaky dynasty pickups from uh, mutual friend Rob, who is in a dynasty league with both of us? You mean that should have just happened? Yeah, that we can that we can pick up. Oh, because you can't. No, you can still pick up guys in FFPC. Not now. Oh, really? No, no, no. For the end of the season, oh, like guys to oh, stash. Oh, I thought you meant like this week. No. Any guys you're looking at? Um, 
let me think about it. Rob always likes those dart throw running backs. Let me That's think about who he, what we're talking about. Okay. He he always likes the dart throw running backs. So if you can come up with any of those, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. All right, I'll, I'll consider it. You know, he started Benny Fowler in Carrington last week. <laughs> Benny Fowler. He had some bye week issues. Yeah, I think he had some bye week and injury issues. But for he God's was, sake, Benny <laughs> Fowler. <laughs> thought he was a golfer. I, I didn't even realize he was a football player. Hello, prodigal son and Balky with Le'Veon and Keenan Allen down for the count. What are your expectations for D'Angelo Williams, Stevie Johnson, and Malcolm Floyd, assuming health the rest of the way? Sam in Martinton, Illinois. Um, obviously, D'Angelo, to me, as long as he's healthy, he's like a top ten guy, maybe even a top five guy. Yeah, top ten. Stevie Johnson, I was all set to fire him up um, as a, a big-time player down the stretch, and then Malcolm Floyd gets hurt Monday night, and he's still, I mean, he was like six for 70 or something like that. Yeah. So I'm kind of okay. Yeah. Um, By the way, I think Floyd can play through the labrum. I've I've actually torn my labrum before, and I've had. Have you played wide receiver with a torn labrum? No, but I played church basketball, and that's actually probably tougher for playing playing. You know, because your arms are up and your shoulders moving all over the place. I will respectfully. You know what? No, I will disrespectfully (laughs) disagree on that because there's no. Show me some respect. Uh, How is he going to high point a ball? I mean, he's like a total. The the, the key is. he is keeping your arm in front of your like face. You you can't okay like the Odell Beckham he, he the Odell Beckham yeah. yeah that catch okay your arm was gonna you know, gonna go swing around like a you know like a mini golf course right so you can't make that monster catch but you if you keep your hands in front of you you're fine all right so if we're watching Malcolm Floyd and his arm goes behind his head not good no okay he'll probably be screeching out in pain Jim in Chatsworth Illinois another Illinois email can Kirk Cousins get in a shootout with the Saints this weekend I have Rivers on a bye and we'll probably need to start. Cousins, Jordan Reed, and Djax, assuming he plays to try and go Bafo, as Balky likes to say, Sunday. Is this wrong? Love the show. I'll tell you what, loving the show, not wrong. Then it's right. Thanks for the email, Jim. Um, I'm playing Cousins and Reed. I have no problem with it. Djax, first game back, if he plays, I'd be a little... Eh. Didn't he, he didn't play last week? I don't, oh, maybe he did play last week and he just didn't do much. Yeah, he sucks. Djax sucks. So find another option? Yeah, like literally anyone. Fire up Cousins and Reed. Even in a shootout, you don't want to play D-Jack. Is Benny Fowler available? You would play Benny Fowler over Deshaun Jackson? <laughs> no, but I just wanted to say We can fire up. I got five on that. Um, okay, so. I wonder what the odds are. Probably the odds are like only, I bet the odds are like 30% Benny Fowler outproduces Deshaun. I don't even know what team he plays for. Fowler just sucks so bad. I don't even know. Denver. He I'm pretty play? sure. Does he get any targets? I'll tell you who he's playing ahead of, Cody Latimer. <laughs> oh, yikes. Ron in Fairmont, West Virginia. Are we now seeing the quote-unquote real Saints? Perhaps you could play a Yaman or nine for Nolens to answer my question. At least it would be more fun that way, even if it's not informative. Sure. We are nothing but fun and non-informative on this show, Dave. Uh, Rob, can you uh, go ahead and wheel out the uh, Yaman or nine cart? I will be pushing the button tonight and go through the uh, Saints. Let's skip Breeze. Saints skill position players, whether I like them the rest of the way. Whether you like them the rest of the way. Yeah. Well, unless you want to push the buttons, but normally this segment so goes better. you're going to push the button and answer it. Well, no, I just push the button, and the button is my answer. Oh, right. <laughs> you have played – have you done this show before? Well, yeah, I, I know it's been some time weeks, off. But, so now this is a microphone. Just make sure you're speaking directly into it. All right, you don't hit, don't do that. That's not going to play well on the show. Okay, so go ahead. Saints so skill. Saints skill position players, go. Uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah, man. Totally on board with him for a top ten running back the rest of the way. Brandon Coleman. Nine, 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 nine. Just, just seriously, still looking for Willie Sneed's jock. <laughs> oh, Brandon Willie Sneed. How about Willie Sneed, Balky? 
Totally attribute uh, mutual friends, mutual friend Rob's uh, love for Willie Sneed, and I'm on board with him now. How about the tight end that I picked up in a bunch of leagues at a super cheap price, Bucky? Ben Watson. Yeah, man. Guest uh, Kevin O'Connor said, number five tight end right now. you got to get on board with the B Watts. What about perpetual second-year bust, except for the last two to three weeks, Bucky? Brandon Cooks. Yeah, man. You know I love my cooks, Dave, and he's starting to flash. I think that he's coming into his own. This is the talent that we all thought he was going to be. I guess I have to mention C.J. Spiller, right? Nine, 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 nine. That was a nine saying you don't have to mention him. <laughs> is that it? Is that everyone? Did I mention Colson? Nine, 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 nine. Those knees get creakier as the season goes on. Creakier, yeah, yeah. for sure. And I'm not. I'm not a fan. Is I think there that's it. Else? Uh, Cooks, Colston, Sneed, Coleman. <laughs> nine, 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 nine. We don't have to worry about the kicker. All right. Well, you got it. Um, yeah. let's let's cut it off there. We have an email from Phil the Grumbler in North Cross, Georgia. We'll have to get to that next week because I think his email is kind of BS. Um, and we'll just read it next week. He's complaining about Martellus Bennett, and I don't think Bennett's been all that bad. Oh, yeah. So we'll He's just get it. Kind of bad. It's a new coordinator. Um, yeah, kind of. Uh, we failed to mention this to the, at the top of the show, so I don't want to leave. I, I don't want to put on a down note, but um, obviously what happened uh, over in Paris today was really, really bad. Um, hopefully, if you were paying attention to this, uh, paying attention to that, hopefully this 90-minute show at least um, cheered you up a little bit and uh, thoughts and uh, prayers uh, go out to uh, everybody affected over there, here, and around the world. So moving on from that, I want to thank Jared Grugit, Kevin O'Connor. Great guest tonight, Dave. Yes. And we're rooting for both of them. And we are rooting for both of them equally. I want to thank those guys. I want to thank Zephyr Hats. I want to thank Gatorade, FedEx, the FFPC, Rob, Bryce. Most of all, all our listeners who put up put up with us for 90 minutes tonight. So fantastic of you guys to do that. Uh, apologize for the audio issues last week. Hopefully this made up for it tonight. Uh, remember the FFPC DFS Championship on FanDuel. Get your teams in. Enjoy Week 10. Your weekend. Drew Maselli, enjoy the show. Yeah, Drew Maselli, enjoy the show. Your weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. You know,